Welcome to JRCigars.com, the world's largest cigar store. We boast the internet's widest selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the guaranteed lowest prices. Our reinvigorated website is fast, user-friendly, and offers our customers an array of unique features. No access to a computer? No problem. Download our ShopJR app in the Google Play Store or our steals and deals in the App Store, and you'll have access to our extensive selection at the tip of your fingers. With the fastest low-cost shipping in the industry, JR Cigars guarantees same-day shipping if you order before 3. This is JRCigars.com. All of the cigars, none of the hassle. Get ready for Smoke Night Live. Massa Sensei. Jordan, we are on the air. This is Smoke Night Live, episode 195. Jordan, my trusty producer. Can you believe that joke I just told? That was that was a hilarious <laughs> joke. I mean, it was it was really hilarious. Jordan, what are you doing over there? Boom, smoking, mumbacho. Just finished Pliny, drinking some Pinhook, barrel proof. Then also drinking Topo Chico. Best Jeez. mineral water there is. Then you got three drinks about going. About to drink Weldworks 3.8 miles. Wow. So, got a lot going on over here. Jordan, you got a lot going on. You're sitting over there with uh, your trusty studio audience, Dominic and Matt, doing their things. You're, uh, Jordan, it's been, a, it's been a crazy sort of week um, because in Colorado, we dodged a bullet. They're. Uh, uh, our our governor stinking polis is a bit of a he's a bit of a crazy guy and uh they were just about to increase our tobacco tax from what to what 40 to was it 60 62 62 we we want so desperately to be california it's luckily we're just holding back we're holding back and so then what happened was last night uh last night the uh, it went to the Senate, the House Senate. This tobacco tax, this crazy tobacco. We would have been in the, we would have Jordan, we would have been sort of in the realm of Utah and some of these other states with that sixty-two percent tax. It would have been very, very hard. You walk into these states and they have one cigar store and right. one box of cigars. That's what the way Utah is because they have an eighty percent tax. It already the forty percent tax is is rough. You talk to so many guys on the dojo and they. When they buy from like small batch online, they have to have somebody else on the dojo buy from small batch that is in California, ship it to them out of state, and then the dojo guy ships it to them back in state. All to get around the California tax, which is, do you know that one offhand? 65. 65. So we did not want to end up, we didn't want to end up in, in the same classification as California, but last night they, it went to the, U, uh, to the uh, Colorado State Senate. And thankfully, all every single Republican voted against it, and as well as uh, about uh, nine Democrats. Thankfully, and Thanks, so it, guys. it was defeated, and so we survive another day, Woo! Jordan. 
We survive another day because had this bill, yes. had this bill uh, HB one three 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 gone to the vote of the uh, people in Colorado, you can bet without question it would have passed, and Colorado would be a casualty in the premium cigar world. So let's all just give a big cheers to at least another year of. I don't think it's going to last long. Of surviving. <laughs> <laughs> of surviving that. That's awesome. Hey, guys, yesterday we announced, I think, was, was it yesterday we announced? Yesterday we announced the date for this year's Cigar Barbecue. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Cigar Barbecue, we've been doing Cigar Barbecue, Jordan, since before the dojo started. Yeah. That's maybe that's how, where we came up with the dojo. It, yeah, it might have <laughs> been. So Cigar Barbecue this year is going to be uh, Sunday, May 19th. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Cigar Barbecue, you're watching uh, Smoke Night Live for the first time, Cigar Barbecue is essentially... Doesn't that guy kind of look like you? Yeah, of course. In that photo? Look is up. that you? No. Okay. This is like a, some sort of vintage photo I found. Looks exactly like you. But uh, Cigar Barbecue is essentially this. On Sunday, May 19th, invite your friends over to your house, or if you don't have any friends, that's fine too, but... Get some stuff to, to barbecue. Get some cigars ready. We do it all day long. All day long. Just barbecue stuff, smoke cigars, drink whiskey, beer, whatever you want, water, coffee. It doesn't matter. We want to see, Jordan, we want to see your food prep picks. We want to see your food. The whole process. The yeah. whole process. We want to see cooking. Do some, some weird stuff. You know, yeah, get, be, be creative. Come up with some cool things. It's cigar barbecue. It's essentially we're all having a barbecue together just in different places. You're at your house. I'm at my house. We're at the dojo studios. And usually we do this the entire day. The, ent the entire day. and um, Wake up until you go to bed. Matt, Matt is sort of our in-house chef. chef, and he usually has some cool stuff to barbecue. But here's the cool part. Cigar barbecue this year and last year, by the way, it's sponsored by Neptune Cigars, and we'll be giving away four, one, two, three, four, $50 coupon or gift certificates, I guess you should say, uh, to Neptune Cigars. So if, if, if we pick out something cool that you're doing, something interesting that you're doing, some really cool food prep picks and... Did we come food? up with a hashtag? Yeah, cigar, hashtag CigarBQ2019. Cigar, you know, so look on the website if you want to get the spelling on Cigar BQ because it's uh, it's Cigar B E C U E 2019. Yeah, Cigar BQ 2019. That's the hashtag. Do that all day. Is that next Sunday? No, that's two Sundays from now. At least that's two Sundays from now. But that's always a blast, and you know the the getting to win a fifty dollar gift certificate's fun. But that isn't really the main fun. The main fun is just participating, being one of the folks that is, you know, cooking something cool, something neat. Maybe you got some sort of cool piece of, you know, meat or fish or chicken or whatever, and you've prepared it in an interesting, different kind of way. You might win a $50 gift certificate to Neptune. You could buy yourself a Bada -bing. some cigars. And you spin so, that sweet uh, wheel. You, sp you can spin the dojo wheel of savings save on Neptune and save up to 17%. So anyways, uh, make sure you mark your calendars because if your wife says to you, hey, next uh, Sunday the, uh, the 19th, 
We've got this. Um, it's a Sunday after Mother's Day, so it's a Sunday after Mother's Day. So there. you should you be did all your duties. There. You know, you shouldn't have to do any shoe shopping or no. blouse shopping or dress shopping. You've earned the day. It's You've all you. Earned the day. It's all us. From that day, it's all us, Dojo. We're just going to be hanging out together on the dojo for at least like twelve straight hours. It's almost like a marathon of smoking and drinking and and cooking. So that's Cigar BQ. Make sure to join us for that. It's going to be awesome. Hey, Jordan, on the show tonight. What? On the show what? tonight. Uh, we have a guy who is, this, this guy is one of the nicest dudes you're going to ever meet in the cigar industry. Mike Bellady from MLB Cigar Ventures. He's, this is the epitome of a guy that's been through the ringer of the boutique cigar industry, and he's going to talk about it tonight. So let's just bring him on the show right now. There's no sense in, in waiting any longer, Jordan. Let's do it. Mike Bellity, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friend. How are you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, you're, you're a little quiet. Wait, there you go. There you go. There you go. I got you. I got you. Hey. That's a f- I've, nev- I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never heard that before. Never. Look, look at you. You're, you're dr- what are you drinking there, Mike? Uh-oh. Iced tea? No, that's total lie. <laughs> that is no, this is that is a total this lie. This is a Hayden Dark Rock. Ooh, how is that's it? That's a healthy pour. That is a healthy pour of dark. Well, I have the bottle next to me too, but why I mean I don't want to get carpal tunnel pouring the drink, so I just pour a big <laughs> one and I drink it and I, I have to fill it less. How many fingers do you think that is? Yeah, that's a good uh Five, that's uh, a good pour. I mean, by the way, I mean, I, it was up to here. I mean, now I've been waiting for you guys to talk about the barbecue. I'm getting hungry now, but uh, it was it was a good pour. There'll be more pours before we're done. Don't worry. So, uh, what are you smoking there, Mike, in the studio in your uh, in your neck of the woods? I am smoking uh, the 2018 Boutique Cigar of the Year, as named by Stogie Press, the David P. Ehrlich PLM series. Nice. We're gonna get into all of talking about all of your blends as we go along. But some folks might not be aware of MLB Cigar Ventures and yourself. So let's just reel back the clock. Let's talk about how involved <laughs> with baseball you are. <laughs> yeah. There's no, base- uh, there's no baseball. As much as you guys. As, yeah. You, you know us. We're, we're not baseball guys. And, uh, but here's the thing, Mike. You've, you are the epitome of a guy that's sort of been through this whole boutique cigar industry process, the challenges, the the successes with the cigar that you're smoking. Let's let's reel back the clock. Talk about how you got into the business because you're like a Wall Street guy. How did you get involved in the premium cigar industry? Yeah, I'll there are a few businesses, few industries that are more opposite Wall Street than the cigar industry. Um you know, I was joking with you earlier, Eric, that, uh, you know, it's, it's a wake-up call. to be. You have to kind of put up with a lot of inefficiencies in the, in the cigar industry, you will say. Whereas in Wall Street, inefficiencies get weeded out pretty quickly. But um, So I kind of got into the industry by accident. I was actually a cigar smoker for many years before I got into the industry. And that's true of a lot of boutique cigar makers, right? But um, So I started smoking cigars back in the mid-'90s when I was working in the investment management industry and I got to know a bunch of people in the cigar industry. And, um, one of the families that I became pretty close was, uh, the Tion family, which is the patriarch of that family is Louis Tion, who's the winningest Cuban pitcher in major league baseball history. Uh, he's most remembered for pitching for the Red Sox 
and I live in the Boston area, so um, that certainly is why I met him. Uh, he's a major cigar smoker, and so they kind of approached me at one point around 2010 or early 2011, and knowing that I was in the uh, investment management industry, and they wanted me to get involved in their company financially, and I said I would do it only in a, under a couple of circumstances, a couple of conditions, and one was I had to own half the company um, because I wasn't comfortable just putting money into a company that I didn't know much about and so forth, I had any control over. So I came to an agreement with them to take over half the company. The other conditions were we had to re-blend the cigars they had because, um, mm. how do I say it? How do I say this? Um, they sucked. They weren't very good. <laughs> yeah, they weren't, they weren't very good. Um, I mean, they, were, they weren't very good. We'll leave it at that. So, so I, um, I said, we have, to, we have to move to a new factory. We have to repackage them because they looked kind of like a novelty Red Sox cigar. All the right. packaging was red, white, and blue. They had Louis Tiant in his famous, I don't know if you know his windup. He's the guy, you know Cueto now, but that whole thing where he looks back towards yeah, center field and his windup? a little bit. Louis, Louis, Tiant create, Louis Tiant created that. He was the first guy to do that back in the 70s. So... Um, I said, we have to get rid of the novelty aspect. We have to make it a brand that can be sold across the country. And so we ended up partnering up um, with our blending with uh, Pepin and Jaime Garcia and the My Father Cigars Factory. We came out with two new cigars called the El Teante Habano Rosado and El Teante Habano Oscuro, uh, and really had an incredible amount of success out of the gate. And those cigars, if you look long and hard, you might find a few still laying around. Um, but those cigars were really incredible. In fact, uh, we were only a few months old, maybe six months old, when Smoke Magazine did a cover story on our company, and the European Cigar Journal named our cigars the world's best buy in premium cigars, and we were getting a lot of recognition, a lot of traction, and we were doing really exceptionally well and growing really quickly. And without getting into too many gory details, my partner in that venture, which was not Louis Tian, it was his son, uh, Daniel Tian, um, we'll just say that he did something he shouldn't have done. And I had no choice but to shut that company down. Mm. And by then, I, uh, I had made enough contacts with retailers, mostly in the New England area, but also in other parts of the country that it just made sense for me to um, get back into the cigar business. So wait, uh, let's back up. me crazy. Wait, Mike, hold on. Back up just a tad yeah. here. So this is sort of like a Shark Tank kind of thing. Like You're kind of like Kevin O'Leary, and you're like basically saying, like, okay, I'll do this, but I got to own... This amount, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do that. And they said, okay. But how did you get my father involved? I, I assume that most folks, you know, like they, you know, might contact, you know, Jaime Garcia mm. and Don Pepin Garcia and say, hey, we want you to make a cigar. And they say, no. you know, get lost. You know, how did you yeah. wrangle them into making your first cigar? So it's not a stretch to say that Luis Tiant is a Cuban legend. Um, Anyone that's out there that doesn't know who he is, there's a great documentary on him called The Lost Son of Havana. And to this day, Luis Tiant, I, I love the guy. He's a great guy. Um, I have no ill will towards him at all. Um, he didn't do anything wrong in that whole venture, but uh, so I have no problem with him at all. I talk to him still periodically. But um, he's a Cuban legend, as is Pepin Garcia, right? right? So they are about the same age. They knew each other from back in Cuba. And I would be remiss if I didn't give Luis Tiant the vast majority of the credit for why Pepin and Jaime were willing to make a cigar. Okay, so it was sort of like his street cred 
that uh, helped yeah. you? Yeah, well, they know that he was a legend. I mean, they knew him. I mean, they knew him very well. They, um, it, he, he is one of the most legendary Cuban athletes of all time, literally. So when, when, uh, when Pepin and he were growing up in Cuba together, Pepin and him knew each other back then as kids. So it was, it was kind of that connection, that personal connection allowed for um, uh, Louis to make that, that, that business arrangement happen with my father's cigars. All right. So then it falls apart. Yes, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> the, the vent, and that, you know, hey, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, right, all kinds, that, that's sort of like, I would bet, uh, Mike, that if you told the story of any successful businessman in any sort of realm of business, they right. have stories like this. Like, you know, like sometimes you've got to get your feet wet in the industry to feel how it's mm-hmm. going to happen before you can sort of really get going the way you want it to get going. So that first sort of round sort of kind of fell apart, however it did. And then what mm-hmm. happened? So I, I took a little bit of a hiatus. So I, I shut that company down, uh, don't quote me on the dates, but late 2012, early 2013. It was probably late, it was late 2012. And in around April of 2013, I started MLB Cigar Ventures. Um, and so I started the company, but I didn't have any cigars to put out yet. I had to start, I was starting over, so I had to start reblending. Um, I wanted to make a clean break because at that time, the, the shutting the company down was so fresh that I didn't want to go back to Pepin and Jaime uh, because they were close with the Tian family. I just thought it would be awkward. Um, I always sort of had the philosophy that, and I don't say this with arrogance, but, but I always think from my Wall Street days, if you think about um, venture capitalists and, and companies and things like that, they usually want to know that they're investing in a company. One of the key things is that that company has best-in-class product, right? So at that time, I didn't have enough knowledge at all, and, I'm, and, and I probably I don't, still probably don't have enough knowledge on my own, but at that time, I had virtually no knowledge in blending cigars, right? I mean, I, I had to really lean on the people I worked with in order to make a cigar. Uh, and so I needed to work with people that I considered to be legends in the industry. That's why Pepina and Jaime were uh, some were folks that I was more than eager to work with. Uh, so in this venture, I decided to go with Manuel Quesada wow. out of the gate, who's uh, also him and Pepin were both inaugural members of the Cigar Aficionado Hall of Fame. Uh, the Quesada family has a long legacy in tobacco and in blending cigars and um, has blended some cigars of the year. In fact, this is the, the Casamagna back, I think, in 08, 09 was Cigar of the Year for Cigar Aficionado, and that was a Manuel Quesada blend. But um, So I went down to Santiago. I started talking with them, and we came up with the original Imperial, which is the one with the blue band, mm-hmm. uh, the baby blue band. Uh, and we released that in 2014, actually. So it took a year to get that thing on the market uh, thereabouts so we uh, blended that and I only had one blend at that time I was distributing only in New England and New York because I was still fully involved in Wall Street and I could not travel to support my brand around the country I was too busy but I could easily support it here locally so that's what I did um, I blend I did it here and in 2015 I ended up. I decided to go to the New Orleans trade show, 
Yeah. By the was, way, I don't recommend I don't recommend New Orleans as a destination spot in July. No, nah, that saying. was that was a great trade show. In fact, we got some killer stories. We got some stories. We got some stories from that trade show. That was very. It was a very uh, epic. Can't tell them on the air. <clears throat> the dojo. Only Jack can tell. New Orleans is a great city. Yeah, but it was hot. It was that, very hot. It was ridiculous. The level of humidity was it, insane. It was so, somehow hotter at night than in the day. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how that's possible. Well, I mean. Listen, I don't mean any disrespect to anyone from New Orleans, and I love going to New Orleans. I think New Orleans is a great city and all that stuff, all the history, but it was never meant for humans to live there. Okay? <laughs> it, just, it just wasn't. No. First off, it's a, paved, it's a paved over swamp. I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, you're looking up, up at the levees, and you know, you're like, wait, the water level's up there, and I'm sitting here having a beer. Okay? How does it make any sense? What's the, who, who decided this is a place to live? But anyways... Uh, so, uh, and it's hot as hell and humid as hell, uh, in the summer for sure. But, um, so we went there and I didn't go there because I thought I'd have a huge sales trade show because I wasn't distributing anywhere outside of New England or New York, really. I really went there to meet sales reps, to get my name out there, to do some brand building. And I actually had a better show than I thought I would have. And I ended up connecting with a few sales reps, one in the Atlanta market, uh, one in the mid Atlantic, uh, DC, Maryland, that whole area. Uh, and they decided they, they wanted to sell my cigars, so we, we started doing that, and that's how I started to expand. So if I'm hearing you correctly, the trade show in New Orleans was sort of like a cornerstone moment for you and MLB Cigar Ventures. Yeah, it was, a lot, it, it was the reason I started distributing outside of the Northeast, which mm-hmm. was a... Uh, I was still, by the way, still f- fully involved in the... Um, um, uh, in the in the wall in the investment management industry, so I couldn't travel that much. But I started to very focus do focus travel into the Atlanta market because I identified early that that was an incredible cigar market, and I built my brand up there pretty well. And then uh, uh, and then I said, okay, I got to start traveling to the Mid Atlantic, and I did that because that's fairly easy for me to go to from Boston. So uh, I started doing that every once in a while, and I built it up there. And then I took on a rep in Texas, and I started traveling to Texas and built my brand up in uh, some key spots there. And it's just sort of snowballed from there, and I, it's um, it, the growth has been pretty good. So for folks that don't know, uh, now we fast forward to, to right now, to today. Talk about uh, some of your brands. We can get into each one individually. But you've worked, you know, not only did you initially work with the guys at my father, Don Pepin and Jaime and whatnot, but you've also, of mm-hmm. course, worked with, Manuel uh, Quesada, which you mentioned, but now Ernesto Correa. So, like, there's three of the biggest names in the business. You haven't jacked around. You've been messing, you know, you've been blending, <laughs> blending with the, some of the, you know, the icons, some of the Mount Rushmore yeah. of the mm-hmm. boutique cigar industry. That's impressive. You know, I tell people all the time that I, I was, I've been very fortunate because as a, as a guy from Wall Street who had no experience in the industry, I blended my first five blends that I had. I have five on the market. The, all five of them were blended with either, and then I, well, I had seven blends because I had the two with Pepin. So out of those seven blends, I used three blenders for them, and they were Pepin, Manuel Quesada, and Ernesto Perez Carrillo. I mean, Jeez. That's, that's, like, that's ridiculous. All three of which, by the way, are not the Cigar Fish, not a Hall of Fame. And, you know, I learned so much from all of them, and they, they all work great with me. And uh, they all do things a little bit differently. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of 
things that are done exactly the same from factory to factory, and then there's these little nuances that where one factory does this a little differently than that factory that puts their signature on it, right? So I often describe it as there are factories that I think if you hand me an unbanded cigar, I could tell you what factory it came from. And I can't necessarily tell you exactly what blend it is, but I could taste mm. that factory's signature flavor. And there are some factories that it's hard to do that. Like I can, I can name some that actually revel in their signature flavor, like Aganorsa, for instance. They say right. we have a signature. It, it's what we do. Now, there are variances in their blends, but you can always taste that Aganorsa influence, right? Right. You look at um, somebody like Pepin. I think you can tell when a cigar comes out of its factory. That certain pepper. Quesada, you could tell when a cigar comes from its factory. Definitely uh, uh, Davidoff, right? Yeah, Davidoff has a sort of signature flavor, too. Davidoff's got it, right? So... So they're, they're all different. So I learned a little bit, a lot from each of them, but a little bit different from each of them, from the others, right? So I've evolved to the point now where, where I, used to be, I went to Pepin the first time. I said, hey, listen, I want a cigar that tastes like this. Can you make it? And he said, yes, and he made it, and then it tasted like I asked, and there we go. But I didn't have a lot to do with that blend. I had some to do with it, but not a lot. Um, then I'd go to Quesada, and I had a little bit more influence. Mm-hmm. But now at this point... I have a lot of influence over the blends, and um, the PLM series is our most recent blend that we've released, and that's the blend that I had the most influence over. Uh, I don't want, I'm not taking away from what Ernesto Carrillo did because I couldn't have done the blend without him. I'm not saying that I could have gone and walked in this factory and, and just grabbed this tobacco leaf and that tobacco leaf and put it together, and it wouldn't have worked that way, but I did, in fact, have greater influence on this blend than the other blends. Uh, and the next blend that I do is going to be one that I have even more influence over, right? right? Because as I learn more, I want to put my signature more and more on the blend. Well, you know, I think that um, what you're saying, Mike, is is interesting, and and I think it's really valuable in the industry, kind of the same way the dojo does our blends. Like I, I never have ever even hinted that I'm some sort of master blender. I don't blend at all. However, I feel like I bring something to the table when we do you know these collaborations because the guys you know like ernesto or the guys you know willie mm-hmm. at drew estate you know they're blending in a certain sure. way and then when they send us blends we say okay we really like this but can you add such and such to it and i think that's valuable because of the fact that you know they're they have a certain you know idea of what they're what they like but then we're sort of outside that realm like a guy like me or a guy like you and we can say like you know, like, I really dig what you're doing, but it needs to be sweeter or this or that or the other. So, like, we're sort of like secondary blenders in a way, just kind of like guiding the final product, if you will, into sure. something that, that maybe they hadn't thought of or pushed them in a way that maybe we, they hadn't been pushed before. Right. Yeah, so, I, like, when I did, I'll tell you the story about the PLM series, for instance. You know, we had the David Pierre Tremont that we released in 2016. Tremendously successful release. It uh, was very well received. It was a great. It's a great cigar. I know I'm biased, but it is a great cigar. Uh, Ernesto Carrillo blended that with us, and um, I said I need to come out with a Maduro. I haven't done a Maduro yet, and so we started blending a David Pierlic Maduro. And so Ernesto sent me some test blends, and we were, you know. We were saying, let's use this wrapper with this binder and this filler, and let's do this. And we were, we were getting really intricate with it, right? And he sent me some test ones, some of which I still have a bunch of because they just didn't work for me. 
I'm not saying they were bad cigars. And by the way, when you blend a cigar, I don't care how good you are, nine times out of ten, if not more, the first iteration of your idea sucks. Mm. Right? It just does. It's not what you expected it to be. It's very rare that you nail a blend first try, first time out, right? Mm. So he sent me some blends. I smoked them. I didn't like them. I gave them to other people. And whenever I give them to people that I trust their palates, I don't tell them my opinion on them. I just say, smoke these and tell me what you think. And nobody liked them. So I can't, I called Ernesto. I said, Ernesto, it's not working. Let's try this. And he said, okay, but I don't think that'll work. Let's try this. And we went we collaborated, right? So he sends me more. They didn't work. So this happened four or five times to the point where I said, I called him up and I said, Ernesto, I think we're overcomplicating this. Take the original Ehrlich blend, switch the wrapper from a Sumatra to a San Andres Maduro and send me that blend. Don't do anything else to the blend. So he sends it to me, and I, I, he didn't send it to me. Actually, uh, that was the year, uh, that was last year, uh, it was the year before last year at the show. So it was 2017. He, his mother was unfortunately sick, and she ended up passing away, and he wasn't at the show that year. So he sent him with his people, and they handed him to me at the show, and I smoked one, and I called him immediately, and I said, Ernesto, we're on to something. We just need to tweak it a little. It's not much. We just needed to tweak it, and we worked on a small adjustment to the binder and filler ratios, and we had the PLM series, and that's been by far our most successful release. Nice. So let's. And it was just as simple as changing the wrapper, really, more right. than anything else. That's amazing, right? Just that one sort of thing. Like, so you, you sort of like said, "Hey, let's not get too complicated. Let's just simplify it and, and just change this wrapper." And that can make. I like, like when brands do that because it allows us to experiment and see what the difference is. Yeah, between a simple wrapper change. Yeah, and and by the way, uh, we've sort of done that a couple times too. Like this is perfect, except for you know, Jordan. I think the one time, the one time we did a blend that we just liked instantly was the Dojo Deluxe with Quesada. No tweaks. No tweaks. We didn't tweak it. We didn't (laughs) didn't tweak that cigar. He knows what he's doing at all. It came to us and we smoked it. We said, "That's it. You hit it right on the." Right on the money, yeah. you know. Sometimes that. And happens. I've had that happen. I've had that happen. The Pepin did that with a, the Habano Rosado. It was and no, the Habano Oscuro was ready out of the gate. The first iteration was unbelievable. The Rosado, we went back and we tweaked it a little bit, but the second iteration was right. It was nailed. And uh, I had it happen with a store exclusive I did for the Underground Cigar Shop in Fort Worth, Texas, um, with the RAF. Well, we can talk about what that means in a second, but it's uh, we we did a, I did a cigar for them, and uh, it was really the first uh, iteration of that blend was really what I wanted, and it was a big it was a big success at that store. So um, it happens occasionally, but it doesn't happen a lot. I mean, it just doesn't. You always got to tweak. Like I'm working on some blends now, and here's here's two from a factory, right? Two test blend bundles. I got to smoke these at some point. And um, uh, that I'm working on, and I've got two others. Uh, one I finalized. Uh, the other one is still not right, and I'm almost—I'm actually going to scrap the idea and go in a different direction. I think, but but um, uh, I'm going to use the same factory I've been working with. So if that person's listening, I'm not leaving you. But <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I'm going to change the blend completely. So new so, wrapper. I'm going to go a whole different direction. So Mike, at some point, did you completely leave? The Wall Street world, and now you're just in cigars. That's it. Is that where you're at now? So yeah. So the answer is yes and no. Okay. So in 2016, after a very long stint with 
the second largest uh, wealth manager in America. Um, I don't know if they want me to mention their name, but it's Fisher Investments. Never. Uh, and I had a long, very successful time with them. And Ken Fisher is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Um, he's probably he, he's he, you know he. I don't agree with all of them, but uh, he's he was great to me, and I spent almost 16 years there helping to build his uh, private client group up as much as I could. Uh, and in 2016, it was just time for time for us to part ways. Mm. So I was I was kind of burnt out, frankly. Um, I think they thought that they were paying me too much, and uh, they won't say that. By the way. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I think they thought they were paying me too much, and they could probably hire another kid to do it. But um, but anyways, uh, so we decided to part ways, and I focused exclusively on my cigar business from July of 2016. I shouldn't say that. I almost exclusively focused on my cigar business from July 2016 until. Uh, about a year ago, and I'll tell you what I, I, other than my cigar business, I was involved in a few startup companies. I'm still involved in a few startup companies in the capacity. What I do is I help them to raise money from venture capital mm -hmm. firms. Um, and um, so I, I, I advise them along the way. So I kind of consult them along the way. And I also, about a year ago, got involved in a financial services company in a consulting role as well. But it's not it doesn't. I don't. It's that's all part time stuff. My full time stuff is the cigar business. What do you What do you like the most? Is that like what What gets Mike's you know juices flowing? Is it the cigar industry? Is it Wall Street? Do you, do you like a little bit of both? What is it that like drives you? I, I'm a. I, I describe myself as a serial entrepreneur. So, I like the excitement of creating something. Whatever. So that could mean getting involved in a startup company, right? Or getting involved in, um, in building, making a new cigar, starting a cigar company. One of the things that intrigues me so much about the cigar industry, frankly, is that everyone tells you you can't make it. It's so, mm. so hard to make it. It's so hard to be successful. And they're right, it's not easy. This is, it's, an, it's easy from the standpoint of, right now I'm technically working, right? Right. I mean, technically, I'm working. This is not a hard thing I'm doing right now, but it's hard to actually earn a lot of money doing cigars, right? So it's hard to be financially successful doing cigars. But everyone said, no one's, you're going to fail. It's not going to work. You can't do it. It's this, that, and the other. And the competitive Wall Street guy, and he says, screw you. Yes, I can, and I will, right? So, so I'm going to, so I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it. Not the same way everyone else does it, but I'm going to do it my way, and it might take a long time, and it, it may not make a lot of money at, for many, many years. But I think I my business acumen will allow me to create a successful business. And right. you get to have fun that, doing it, right? You get to have fun. Yeah, I mean, I smoke. I mean, I smoke and drink for a living. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? Right. How did that happen? You're right. right? I mean, so, come I mean, on. Here, look. I mean, see, this is me. Uh, so, so. Um, and then I also like the excitement of being able to do, there's nothing quite like the pressure, and I mean that in a good way of Wall Street. Some people hate that pressure and they don't make it. I actually love it. I love it. I love every minute of it. But, I, but at some point, when, you, when you've got that much of a high energy 
you can't make a mistake type job, at some point you get tired. And frankly, I did. I got tired. I was in it since I got out of college. I was very fortunate. I was very lucky. I was very good at what I did, but I was also very fortunate and lucky along the way. And um, I, I had to. I had to go away. I had to. It was time to, to go away. So uh, I went away, and um, and and I did my cigar business for a while, and that was fun. Uh, but uh, and I'm still doing my cigar business. Obviously, and it's still fun. But uh, it's like uh, I had to get back to that excitement of like building something else, doing the Wall Street thing. So I started doing it on a consulting basis, and I started doing it uh, on a on a basis of raising money. And actually, one of my startups that is really at a critical stage right now uh, is pretty close to to getting something really accomplished. Mm. Happened because of the cigar industry. Pretty crazy. It's going to be a crazy thing because when that happens, the most profitable thing I will have ever done in the cigar industry will have nothing to do with cigars. It was because of the cigar industry, though, that I got involved in it. Interesting. So it's it's uh, it was. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but I don't know if these people want me to tell you who they are. So somebody reached out to me and said, "Hey, from the cigar industry," and said, "Hey, a buddy of mine needs help. I know your history on Wall Street. Can you talk to him?" And I talked to him. And that's how it happened. Wow. Well, I mean, now. I mean, that's like a cliffhanger. We got to find out. Based what. on previously in this episode, you're give it, you're going to tell give, us who it give is. Give it about six months. <laughs> okay. In about, in about six months, everyone will know what it is because it'll be all over the place. Wow. Okay, oh. that's interesting to know. Uh, uh, guys, let's take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we'll talk about the brands that Mike has, and if you're a new cigar smoker and you haven't had any of these brands, Mike will tell you, you know, what you might like. What about these cigars you might like? And we'll do our weekly top five. And then finally, at the end of the show, we'll pick our winner, Jordan, for the uh, Humidor contest. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Bada-bing, bada-boom. So hang with us. In one minute, we'll be right <laughs> back. Here at SeriousCigars.com, we specialize in premium high-end and boutique cigars, along with carrying a wide selection of the most popular cigar brands around. We have an array of premium cigars, accessories, humidors, cutters, and lighters. When new products hit the market, SeriousCigars.com is the first to have them available for sale. We offer a variety of promotions to all of our customers. As an added bonus, order by 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and your order ships the very same day. Our best in-class customer service team can help with whatever you need. We are SeriousCigars.com. You live a cigar lifestyle? Do you have a passion for fine beer, premium spirits, and old cuisine? If so, you are in the right place. This is Cigars.com. What makes Cigars.com unique, it's not only its superb selection of premium cigars, but the fact that it is powered by you. We will showcase special deals and features along with tips and tricks from industry experts to enhance your cigar lifestyle. A new era in cigars have arrived, and it starts here. And Jordan, we're back. This is episode what? 195, Holy. Smoke Night Live. Boom! What are we going to do for episode 200? Yeah, we got to do something big. Jordan, we got to do something big. Jumpy Castle? For Jumpy Castle? Maybe. That could be a thing. <laughs> Jumpy <laughs> Castle? That we could do. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I don't know. We are uh, joined by our guest, Mike Bellady of MLB Cigar Ventures. Mike, uh, thanks for taking the time on this Friday night to join us. Mike, Mike, Mike. And hey, my pleasure. Thank you. By the way, I, I, I want to let you guys know that Here's how you know how highly I think of you guys. Yes. Right now, as we speak, the Celtics are playing in Game 3 right. of the Eastern Conference semifinals. 
and I'm not watching the game. And, and please, no one spoil it for me. I'm going to watch it on DVR afterwards. But I'm sitting here with you guys instead of watching the game. And thankfully, where my cigar room is in my house, I can't hear my wife and son screaming, cheering or getting angry or doing anything. Right. So I should be okay. Mike, so let's talk about this, all right? I mean, the Boston area. They're the a bunch Bo- of jerks. The Boston area. <laughs> hey, come on. They've had their run. Crying out loud. Enough. Spread the wealth a little, Mike. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not a socialist, but, I mean, spread the wealth a little. <laughs> Give some love to other sports markets in this world. I mean, you've got Listen, the Patriots. Bernie Sanders You've here, got geez. the Red Sox. You've got the Celtics. You've got the Bruins that are in round two. Spread some, you know, give some love to some of us other small market teams for crying out loud. All right. So listen, here's the thing, right? I have three children. They range from 20 years old to an 20-year-old daughter, 18-year-old daughter, 15-year-old son. Okay. They think all we do is win. (laughs) Because in their entire life, all they've seen is championship (laughs) rates. Shut and it's up. every year there's a parade, right? That's ridiculous. I, t- I, try, to t- I try to tell them <laughs> that, that I, you don't know how I suffered. My, when I was their age, I was suffering. We mm. sucked in everything. Now, other than the Celtics in the 80s, Bruins won a couple, but that was later. They, I mean, really, it, the Patriots sucked all my whole childhood. That's the true. Celtics were great. The, the uh, Bruins didn't suck, but they didn't win anything. Uh, and, and in terms of championships, and that's really all that matters here now we've been spoiled. Yeah, obviously, but, uh, we know how long it took the Red Sox, and then they finally, you know. 86 years, and now they've won four right. in my kids' lifetimes. He's and just, it's fun. He's literally so just rubbing it's, it's it in. Boring. It's boring. This is boring at this yeah, point. It's just, it's no, boring. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't get old, and I hope the Bruins <laughs> win the Stanley Cup, and I hope the Celtics win the NBA championship, and then we'll have four parades in one year. That in one, would in one season. I yeah, we say. got both our teams in it right now. No, I was know. I was telling Mike before the show, Jordan, that I try to imagine all the other cities, okay, that have a chance at at least. I'm not saying that Denver is where they are, but think about this: the Rockies were in the postseason this year. Boom. The Broncos won Super Bowl Fifty. That's two years ago. The Avs are in the second round. Second round. <laughs> Nuggets. The, in the Nuggets second are round. in the second round. I mean. If any city, I can't think of any other Carolina. No, even no. though we didn't win a championship yet, at least this year, I've I heard something that it was the most like successful year for Denver. It's it's a great ever. year. That's like Denver. listen. That's like being the tallest midget dude. God, I hate you. Is that you. what we're gonna go? With? Is I, that what we're going with? I literally hate you right now. So, Mike, <laughs> you you grew up. I know that you grew up being a Hartford Whalers fan because you're a Connecticut guy, right? Yeah, but I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut. The Hartford Whalers moved to Carolina, and they just swept the Islanders in four games. And so, uh-huh. but but you, once that's gone, you just hate them, right? When they move away, it's over. The relationship ends. Yeah. Now I'm going to be in full disclosure. When I was growing up in Hartford, I wasn't a big hockey fan, but the Hartford Whalers were the only professional team in the city, obviously. And so I rooted for them, but I didn't really care much about hockey. I was more of a basketball fan, so. I grew up being a UConn Huskies fan before UConn Huskies won anything. I just loved basketball. So, uh, but I did. I did like the Whalers. I rooted for them. Uh, I liked the Celtics. I also believe that I somehow liked the Sixers, and they hated each other, the Celtics and Sixers. But I love Dr. J. That's why. But uh, so I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I can't root for Carolina. They left Hartford. Are you right. me? Do you like the Devils? No, Master Sensei. Do I'm I talking, like the I'm Devils? Talking to you. Yeah, no, right. no. See, like, so, like, that's a good point. Jordan just brought up the Devils used to be the Colorado first one. Colorado first one, by the way. Yeah, first, first good, good point. point. <laughs> uh, the Devils used to be the Colorado Rockies hockey, the NHL franchise here. I don't like the Devils, so hey, the Devils. I empathize with the point that you're making, Mike. It's a good point. I can't argue with it, but at the same time, you know, now you've got the Bruins. I don't know. I know I, I don't see the Bruins winning the cup this year. I feel like they're a little old, in my opinion. But, you know, hey, you're in the second round. It's tough to argue. Who knows what will happen? You mean, you, mean, you mean old like the Patriots? Yes. And Tom Brady? Exactly. <laughs> that kind of old? Yes. I'm just curious. I wanna, can you def- I'm going to do my Mike, best, how um, long is this Patriots uh, thing going to go on? Let's, let's just put the – give me the upper limit. I mean, it can't go on for much longer, right? I mean, it's got to end. It'll – they will compete as long as Bill Belichick is the coach Oof, and yeah. Tom Brady's the quarterback. Well, so a year. <laughs> now it can it can go longer than that depending on who they replace Brady with, right? But I want you to think about this for a second. Okay. And, and I'm going to gloat. This is this is gloating. This is called passive aggressive gloating. <laughs> but here's how you know Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback that's ever held a football. Okay. Name for me. Yeah, Joe Montana, name for me his receivers. Jerry Rice, yeah. maybe the greatest of all time, probably Ta- the greatest of all time. What was it, right? Taylor? What was John, it? John Taylor. John Taylor. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, he had two Hall of Fame running backs in the backfield. Had a Hall of Fame tight end, Dwight Clark. Right. Name for me, in Brady's career, the number of Hall of Fame players he's had on the offensive side of the ball. Hey, that's a good point. Look, You got Gronk- no. Gronkowski will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Mike, I I just made a big post on Facebook recently about how I went through the five stages of grief, or I mean hating Tom Brady, and I'm in the acceptance stage now, yeah. Mike. Yeah, I can't. It. I have to embrace it. I I'm. I'd love to tell you that Tom Brady is a jerk and he sucks, but I I'm literally at the point where now I just appreciate. But it's still fun to watch that uh, gif where he goes to do the high five. It is. And he doesn't get it. it. That's, I can't get I want. That doesn't get old. I would love to come up with some sort of great stat, Mike, that said, that showed you, that proved to you that Mike, <laughs> that Tom Brady wasn't that great. But I can't. He's literally. Of course you can't. He's literally the greatest. And so there you go. Yeah. Are you happy? I, I <laughs> you, love it. I you, love it. I you love broke it. me now down. Now I just need my friends. I need my friends from Texas that are watching right now that I saw log in. To admit the same thing. Oh God, it's because they because they think that, that the Cowboys are still America's team, but that ain't been America's team since when we were two thousand one when the yeah. Patriots won their yeah. first. That was like a, that was a different America. I mean, like George Washington <laughs> was the president. I don't even. Know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, uh, bringing this back to cigars for folks that aren't familiar with your brands, give us a quick update. You've got five brands that are on the market currently. Uh, what do they offer? What can guys expect when they smoke them? Where should they start? Where should they finish? What's the best one? I mean, give us a little bit of a quickie rundown on your, your brand lineup. Yeah, so um, all five of my blends are very different from each other, and that's what I always go for. I don't want to come out with a blend. There are companies that will come out with cigars, and they're slightly different, but they're not very different. They're sort of You can tell that they're siblings, right? I don't want siblings. I'm on, I want distant cousins, mm. right? So I want, I, want, I want my cigars to be distinct, clearly distinct from each other. So 
right now the the mildest cigar I have is the original Imperial, which has the baby blue band, but it's a medium body cigar. It's not mild by any stretch. It's not strong by any stretch, but it's got a lot of complexity and flavor. And it actually hits a lot of palates. It's the cigar I make that hits the most, the widest range of cigar smokers. I've had people that smoke mild Connecticut wrapped cigars that would never try the Imperia. But at events, I say, just trust me. If you don't like it, I'll give you another cigar. Or I'll buy you the cigar you want or whatever. And they, they will get it. And they smoke and they go, this is really good. right? Because it doesn't overpower you. by. And by the way, none of my cigars overpower you. I don't have any kick you in the teeth cigars, mm -hmm. but um, so the, the the original Imperial with the light blue band—that's the mildest. It's a straight medium body cigar, mostly Dominican. Hits a lot of palates. It's a cigar that I love to smoke in the morning. Cup of coffee. That's my that's my coffee cigar. Okay. Then I the second blend I came out with was the Imperial Islero. That's the actually the strongest cigar I make, but okay. it's deceptively strong. So a lot of people don't think it's that strong. It's not like super peppery or in your face or kick you in the teeth strong, but it's a full-bodied cigar. Uh, and that has got actually a, a lot more natural sweetness to the blend than it does pepper and spice, which a lot of people equate with strength, which pepper and spice, that, but spice actually don't mean anything about strength. But a lot of people think that if it's peppery and spicy, it's strong. That's not at all true. So... This is, it's a more naturally sweet cigar, and it is loaded with Pennsylvania Broadleaf Lajero in the filler. So if you don't like Pennsylvania Broadleaf Lajero, you're not going to like the cigar. But if you like it, you're going to love the cigar. Okay. So the third blend I came out with was, was the original Ehrlich. Uh, by the way, just to categorize, all brand blends that, come, that have the name Imperia somewhere on them come from Quesada. Okay. And the two blends that, come, that have the Ehrlich are Korea. Okay. Is the so, Imperia, that's all, is that like an Italian theme or? It is actually. How'd you know that? We're smart. Google. <laughs> yeah, Google. That's pretty good. Oh, so you're like playing like you didn't know that and do research. <laughs> yeah. You want to ask a question. Yeah, so I'll tell you how I came up with the name of Imperia. So I've spent, um, I'm going to get a lot of flack when I say this from my people in Texas, but I've spent a lot of my summers in Newport, Rhode Island for many years. And um, I have a house down there, and um, uh, it, Imperia is the Italian sister city to Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah. And Newport, Rhode Island is my favorite place on earth, so that's why I named my cigar Imperia okay. originally. Hmm. Um, so it, it's a sailing city. It's a nautical theme. That's why the band on the original Imperia is like a, a ocean blue type, okay. like Caribbean type blue. That, that's how that whole thing happened. So... Um, the David Pierre, the original Earl of Tremont, uh, is a medium to full-bodied cigar. It's mostly Nicaraguan. It's got a, a, a Ecuador Sumatra wrapper. It's got a, a good amount of. It's the most peppery of the cigars that I make, but it's not that peppery. Uh, but it's got a good amount of pepper and spice, but it also has some sweetness that comes from that Sumatra wrapper. Really great cigar. Uh, the fourth blend I came out with was the Imperia Aventador which goes back to the Italian theme. The Aventador is actually the name of a Lamborghini. I was going to ask you, do you actually, actually have this car? Is that... Is that I, I, I... No. Is that ah. safe to say? No, come on. <laughs> ah. Well... <laughs> no. Maybe, uh, some, but, uh, maybe someday. The, the Islero... By the way, the Imperial Islero is also named after a Lamborghini. 
which was a Lamborghini they don't make anymore. They made it, it was popular back in the 60s. Hmm. Um, so, so the Aventador is a medium to full body cigar, about the exact same strength level as the Ehrlich, but not nearly as peppery, mostly Dominican blend, touch of Pennsylvania broadleaf, very complex with five different tobaccos in the blend. And it is a, it is a blend that um, when I released it, it was the most successful blend I had released. It got a lot of great reviews. It was a number two boutique cigar uh, of the year uh, in 2017. Wow. So in 2018, I released my last blend, which is the PLM series, and by far, without question, it's my most successful release. Wow. I released it at the Underground Cigar Shop in Texas in June of 2018. June 9. When I left the the launch event, all of a sudden, all over Facebook and on social media, people were posting with this cigar, with the hashtag COTY me cigar of the year. And it took off from there. And now we're at a point where I can't get this. I got cigars, but I don't have boxes. I can't. Wow. I had to add a second box factory recently. So um, I'm, I'm scrambling to get boxes made, and I've been filling orders. I've had retailers call me saying, send me bundles. I don't care. Mm. I just get me the cigars. So I've been Jeez. sending them bundles. But um, it's it's been crazy. Absolutely crazy. And Carrillo had one hell of a year last year because he won right, Cigar yeah. Aficionado Cigar of the Year with the Encore, right? Which, by the way, I predicted, but I, uh, <laughs> I did. Yeah. And I did it on social media long before it was named Cigar of the Year. Sure. Uh, for a few reasons. But, but, uh, but um, he won that. And then the cigar he made for me, which is the PLM series, won Boutique Cigar of the Year. And it's been crazy. It's been absolutely insane. Now, that cigar is medium to full. It's going to give you less pepper and spice, actually, than the original Ehrlich. But that San Andreas wrapper gives it a sort of a cocoa-type sweetness that is pretty incredible. And uh, Will Cooper, Cigar Coop, actually uh, rated it very highly since I, in addition to the Cigar of the Year rating I got. And said it's the best, set, it's the best Maduro to ever come out of the Carrillo factory. Wow. That's... That I mean, that's unbelievable. Because La Historia was yeah. the number two cigar aficionado of the year in 2016, I think. And that's got a San Andreas Maduro, exactly. if I'm not mistaken. Or a Broadleaf Maduro. I'm not sure which one. So for folks that want to get their hands on some of this and give it a try, uh, how do they how oh, do they buy your product? Yeah. Where do they go? So it depends on where they are, but uh, you can go to your local brick and mortar. Um, if you go on my website, mlbcigaradventures.com, and hit the retailers tab, it'll have a list of the retailers, okay. which we're slow we're slow to update. I'm not going to lie to you because mm -hmm. I'm not a web guy. But uh, so uh, there are some retailers that we have that aren't on there yet. But if there's a retailer in your area, call them up. Say, hey, do you have this cigar? And if they say yes, you should go get it. Where should they start? Where should they retail. start, Mike? Which, exactly. which cigar should they start with? And then how do you progress up the line? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it depends on their palate. So when I'm doing events and people come up to my table or I'm talking to people, and they want to buy the cigars, I'll, the first thing I'll ask them is, what do you normally smoke? Right? So if they tell me a cigar they normally smoke and that's their go-to, I can then better direct them on my line of where they should go, right? But... Um, you know, if, if you like a good, solid, medium to full body Maduro, I'd go with the PLM. If you like something that, if you like cigars, 
I have a Sumatra wrapper like the Oliva Milano, right? That's a Sumatra. If you like that, smoke the original David the Earl of Tremont. If you like a, a milder cigar uh, and you don't, you're willing to take a chance, because the, the thing about the Imperia Blue Label is that it looks stronger to most people because it's got a darker wrapper, but it's not that strong. It's my mildest cigar. So I always tell people, don't, don't judge strength by color of wrapper. Right. That's a big mistake. That's a big misconception in the cigar industry, by consumers mostly. But uh, you know, if you want something that's me medium bodied and you're normally a mild to medium smoker, smoke the blue label. Okay. Uh, you you like natural sweetness? Smoke the East Laro. If you like uh, something that's got a lot of complexity, medium to full, but it's not in your face, smoke the Aventador. So so, Mike, uh, before we do our weekly top five and pick our winners for this week's contest. What's coming up for MLB Cigar Ventures? We got the show. It's just around the corner now. We're literally two months away from the uh, yeah. IPCPR in Vegas. I, what do you have coming down the pike? Time. I hate this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate it. You know, I think the IPCPR does a lot of great things, and I, I'm not. I, I want to be very careful, but I sense a big butt the coming. <laughs> There's a butt coming. There's a butt. What, who's the sports radio guy says butt monkey? There's yeah. a butt monkey happening, right? So the butt monkey is about to happen. How the hell do you do the trade show on Fourth of July week? Yeah, right. I know it's rough. Seriously. So I'm going. I actually don't like. Uh, all right. So I don't like doing the trade show because it's. The, the expense versus what you get from it, I'm a Wall Street guy. Mm -hmm. I look at that and I go, it's not worth it. But I do it because you have to do it. And I do it because I want to support the IPCPR because they do do a lot of great things to fight for our rights and all that stuff. But I'm really not happy with them right now for putting this show this week. I think that, I think that this is going to be the lightest attended show by retailers maybe ever. Wow. It's not going to be good. So, I mean, I'm just talk I talk to retailers all the time, and I know what I'm hearing, and many of them are not going. And if they go, they're going to be there for one or two days, and then they're leaving. So that's it's going to be a difficult show. That said, uh, what do I have coming up? Well, I showed you the two test blends bundles I have here. I'm working on those. I've got a blend that I'm doing. For, it's a store exclusive, actually, for the Underground Cigar Shop in Fort Worth. Nice. That's going to be coming out in August-ish. Um, Those and guys that's going to be an un, it's an unbelievable cigar I have to tell you I'm going to have to try to figure out a way to release this fully I don't know how I'm going to do it because it, it's. I told the underground it's going to be an exclusive but it is I did that with Agonorsa uh, and it wow. is wow. going to be awesome I'm just telling you it might be the best cigar I've ever made you so, can't go so wrong with Agonorsa you're kind of still expanding who you work with it's not set now with the EP oh, I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep expanding. Who, sure. Who would be I, someone I mean, that you would most like to work with? Say it again. Who would I? Who? What are the factories I like to work with? No, outside or of what you've already done, work? you you work with you know the all stars. Who is one that you haven't worked with yet that you would love to? I actually approached Jaime Garcia to do a cigar for me a couple of years ago at the trade show, uh, and uh, that never went anywhere. I don't think they want to make boutique cigars for people anymore. No, uh, I mean, I think they just—they're just so busy making their own cigars. But I actually gave them an—I uh, made an offer to them that is very generous, and I, I don't want to get into what it was. But 
Give us the exact specifics. <laughs> dollar amounts. I want dollar yeah, amounts. I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do that. Uh, because it actually, part of it had to, it went back to um, something that exists from my El Teante days. All right. Well, hey. That I was going to fix for them. But anyway, so, so, so um, and it never went anywhere. So I just stopped trying. So I would definitely love to make a cigar with Pepin again, and Jaime again, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, okay. I'm working with Aganorsa, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, obviously. Everything um, they do is gold. I would work. Yeah, I mean, I would work. There's a lot of people I would work with. Um, I don't want to give out a lot of names because I, if I don't do do a cigar with them, then it's going to look like <laughs> I just like I didn't like them. I don't want to, you know. But there are there are plenty of people. But one of my slogans, one of my taglines, is "Developed by Legends, Smoked by Connoisseurs." Mm. So. You can just kind of figure out figure out who the legends are that are out there that are still making cigars for boutique companies like mine, and those are the people I would work with. All right, all right, Jordan. I think Jordan, it is about time that we get into our weekly top five, and this week's topic is topical as always, of course, because this week's oh, God. this week's weekly top five is the top five best dressed guys, oh. dudes in the cigar Schwanker. industry. So let's get right into it, Jordan. Ugh. You know what? I when we go to the when we go to the show, it's always fun because you see, you know, like I sort of feel like sometimes Jordan like I'm out of the loop. Like I you know, I come dressed in just like my polo shirt. The first stuff. year we went we had we were in like shorts. But then I now, was wearing a speedo. Yeah, I mean like it's it's like you, you have to be looking sharp, but oh, you can't yeah. keep up with these five that we're about to announce. This is the top five best dressed dudes top top in the industry. Top and Mike, shelf. you can you can chime in if you have others as well. But number one on our list is our very own well, you Mike, start at five. Our very own Mike Bellity. Dude Oh, of the, course, the pocket square. That's what, you've got to have like a, you walk into your closet. How many pocket squares are in that closet? Come Seven. On. There's a no. there's a few. There's more. There's there's he's got a full drawer. Would, would you say it's above or less than thirty? Above. Wow. Give it oh. to me in in uh, square footage. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I, listen. Here's the problem. Now I'm known for the pocket square now. So now when I go to do events. Sometimes the brand, man, the store owner, store manager, they take my pocket square. Oh, it's like a collector's item. So now <laughs> I've, I've gotten smart. You know what I do? Huh. I wear a shitty pocket square when I walk in. This is what you do. You, your next cigar. Then they take it, and I put a nice pocket square in afterwards. Ah, nice. Your next cigar, no band. It just has a pocket square. Oh, I like that, Jordan. Pocket, call it pocket square. pocket square. That's actually, listen, sometimes, oh. yes, yeah. That's, that's, that's an expensive band. But. That's Dojo Trademark yeah, right there. Yeah. So yeah. If, you, if you do that, you have to do it a collaboration <laughs> with us. Listen, I'll do a cigar for the do, for Dojo, and it'll be the call the pocket square. And it'll and have. We'll put a pocket square on it. How do you feel about uh, custom cufflinks? This was a topic on the Dojo last week. Oh, yeah. Guy yeah. was wondering, is this still a thing? Or is this cool? Oh, it's a thing. I'm wearing some right now. Mike, I have to tell you, Mike, I in my entire life, I'm 53. I've never worn a cufflink in my life. A custom, like a one you have to put in there. No, like the only time I ever, I, I that's not true. Like if you rent a tuxedo, you have it has it. Yeah, yeah, you have those. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I, you're talking about your own. You don't have a you don't have a French cuff shirt in your closet. No, <laughs> I don't. All right, number two, this dude, man, this is a cool dude right here, Eddie Guerrero from. Uh, 
Altidus. Eddie is one of the best dressed. Schnazzy. Schnazzy dudes in the cigar industry. He always looks cool. Look at that picture of him. We're showing a picture of him right now. Uh, number three. Now i got to get my glasses. Oh, nope. that's, he's kind of like an old school look there. He's got yeah, the, he's got uh, old school look. There. Very cool. Number three. This is more of the modern look. Kyle Gellis with the beard. Yeah, he's got... I, Kyle Gillis has to have like a personal photographer or something. Yeah, he just like, follows him around on Instagram. He, he just, just follows him around listen. wherever he goes. Yeah, he just snaps a pic, like right, Instagrams in, it, in boom. That, in, if you see that picture, he's got like a he's got like a Nike logo in his glasses. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three, Photoshop. Number three is Rocky Patel. I mean, come on, classic. You never see him looking bad, do you, Mike? He's always looking good. No, he does look good, and he pulls that beard off well. Every, uh, every, um, you it, know, Rocky Patel clone, even he's oh yeah, is it's, well dressed. He's no, I'm, just, sorry, I'm looking at Kyle Gallus right now. Oh yeah, Rocky, Kyle. Rocky's the best. Yeah, Rocky's. He's great. just kind of the standard, you know. That but you there, go for. there is a guy. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I don't even see Rocky in that picture. By the way, I'm <laughs> telling you. there is a guy that trumps Rocky, and he's next, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Herklotz. The king. The king. Yeah, I was going to say, if he if he's not on that, so he yeah, is, I was going to say, if he, he's number one on this The list. same as, he's got the same thing going as Kyle Gellis. He is number one. He's got this personal photographer that, yes. even when Herklotz is not dressed up, he's still looks, dressed up. Like when he's like on his weekend attire, well, it's got he, it still listen, looks better than anything. He will post a picture of himself first off, for, walking down first like first Times Square, and he looks one amazing. one of my closest friends. I knew Michael Herklotz from before I was in the industry. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's number one on the list. Oh, There's yeah. no question oh, about that. I think Kyle Gellis is Michael Herklotz Jr., you know? Yeah, he's, uh, Herklotz, is, he's, 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 he's leading the ship. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's leading the ship. And by the way, just, just, for, our, just for our own personal runner-up, runner-up, Jackie. Jackie Three States. Jackie Three States is working it. Look at that. He's got his he's, – he's, he's, the first day he was on the job, he had like this old blazer. I was like, "Yeah, I don't know, Jack." And all of a sudden, he's got you know, Jack's little, coming along. He's got these new blazers. Some of them are yellow. Give him a some year. Wacky colors going Give on. Give him a year. Jackie, uh, three states might be number one on the list. <laughs> hey guys, Can I ask you that. Yeah, is that Jackie three states right there? I mean, the Alec, with the Alec Bradley sign. That's that's our buddy Jackie. He was uh, a longtime dojo co-host. Now he's. He's the West Coast rep for Alec Bradley. So that's what happens when you're a dojo employee. You end up as the... Are you guys hiring? I need a job. Yeah. we yeah. <laughs> Move out to Colorado. We got we got something for you, Mike. That ain't happening. Then I'd have to lose. Yeah. A lot. No, we'll, we'll find Or I should say, I'd have to get almost to championship status. You'll be our, uh, you'll be our uh, East Coast rep. How about that? Done. I don't All know right. what that means. What can do I do you, for Dojo on these Can you write cigar articles that have nothing to do about with cigars? <laughs> yeah. I, I can, but I don't want to do it. I have to be honest with you. I don't want to spend the time. All right, folks, get this. This is it. This is the end of the show. We're going to give away. Humidor time. We are going to give away. Here's this. We're going to pick three winners. Now, if you look at, at the picture on your screen, you're going to see this uh, beautiful brick house 90-count humidor and a cutter this is zycar cutter that's a custom cutter and a hat now there'll be a grand prize winner and two runner-ups runners up and the runners up will runners just get up. the cutter and the hat not the humidor so jordan we're going to pick those so guess what i did all wow. day today jordan and mike 
Sifted all, through. All day today, I sifted through entries, and I had to qualify them all because I had to make sure that, like, they did all the steps that were required for the contest. And I have a, a huge list of qualified entries. So if you did all the steps, you're in. And by the way, I have a little secret for you guys. If you did it on the dojo, if you did the entry on the dojo, you're for sure in no matter what. So if you entered on the dojo with hashtag like a brick house, you are in the finals no matter what. Everybody else I had to find out, like, did this guy do all the steps? Da 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 da. So I have hundreds of entries, and we're going to pick the winners right now, and I'm going to pick them randomly. Now, you guys aren't going to be able to see this. I'm just going to do it. So let's get right into it right now and pick our first runner-up, Jordan. Let's do it. So I'm going to generate the first random number while we're watching here. First random number. Okay, I've got it. Let me count down. Da, 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 da. This is a Facebook entry. Uh, the first winner, Jordan, hang on, is Tim McCabe. Tim McCabe, congratulations. Tim. You are a runner-up winner. You get the cutter, the Zycar cutter. It's a brick house cutter made by Zycar. It's the cool, you know. And you also get the uh, brick what house. What is that? Hold on. What, how does it work? It goes like this. Uh, is, is there is there a cutter that works any other way? Yes, I'm sure there is. That's how know. you know it's really yeah. cutting. That's, when it, that's the sound that it makes what, when you cut. The ones that don't, like. So congratulations to Tim McCabe. All right, let's get, let's do our second runner-up winner, shall we, Mike? Um, ooh, 25. Let me count down here. Da, 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 da. 25. 25 is. This is an Instagram entry, Jordan. It's Big D Stogie. Oh. Big D Stogie. Congratulations, Big Congrats, D Stogie. Man, man. You are a winner of the cutter and hat. Now, here we go. This is it. This is the grand prize. This is the humidor winner. Hey, hey Eric. Yes. I want to give away a lighter okay. and a shirt Ooh. to somebody right now. All right. So should I? let's pick that. Out of these entries, is, you want to pick it from these entries? No, you know, here's the problem. Okay. Whoever you pick next is going to be pissed if they didn't win the humidor. But you want so, to, let's, let's do it afterwards. Yeah, let's like do, I was going to say, because I just changed everything. Right. So you I'll changed a, fate. A, I'll give an Imperial lighter okay. and a shirt to somebody who wins, whoever wins. Okay, so Imperial Mike. lighter and a shirt to one person. Or Mike. Or is this two people? To one person. Okay. To one? To one person, right? Yeah, you want to do it to two, do it to two. I don't care. Okay. Well, let's, I mean, that's kind of up to you, but well, let's do it. Um, <laughs> do the do the how many you want, however many you want. I, I drank a half a bottle of bourbon in an hour. All right. So let's let's <laughs> first pick the grand prize winner. I'm going to generate the random number right now. Uh, you guys can't see this, but oh my gosh, Jordan, the random number was number one. Oh no shit. No kidding. That's so, not random. Scroll scroll. It could up. never be. That's Brandon Smith. He Ooh. was an entry on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to put this first place. Congratulations. Wow. Brandon Smith. You win the humidor. You win the cutter and the lighter. What is the humidor sound? It goes. It sounds like this. Like when it shuts, it sounds like this. That's good. It's amazing. And now we're going to give away. This is just, this is on the fly. This is like. Yeah, it was. It's just on the fly. Mike has generously offered the uh, uh, Imperia Cutter 
Carrying a lighter. And oh, lighter, and a shirt. Is that correct? Yes. It'll be either an Earl shirt or an Imperial shirt, depending okay. on their size. So let me generate a random number here. And we've got, let's see who this is. Da -da 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 -da. Bob Suds. Suds. Bob Suds. I don't know who that is, but Bob Get Suds it. is a winner. And you will win the, uh, the lighter and shirt from Mike, which uh, generously offered on the show right there. Thank you, Mike, for that. So, guys, so, I will so have Bob have Bob somehow contact you with his size. Yes, I will have right? I will have Bob contact or, you. Or if he'd rather, I'll send him a hat because okay. that's adjustable. Well, why don't you, why don't we do like four winners? He's he's Mike's had so much to drink. We can no, just, we <laughs> no, can just let's keep doing this. Let's give. Let's, do it. Go ahead. Go all, right, well, all right, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Let's do another random. I'll generate another winner. This will be okay. Let's see. Generate this winner. Da -da -da -da. Ooh, thirty-three. That's. 33 is a dojo winner. Oh, now about time. Josh Skinner. Josh Skinner. Josh Skinner, you also win the Imperial Lighter and hat or and shirt. Yeah, shirt, so, hat, whatever. If they give you your size, I'll give them a shirt. I will uh, contact all these guys. Thanks for that, Mike. Appreciate making that. Making you work harder. That's okay. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna mail it out, so I don't really care. <laughs> uh, guys, Mike, I want to thank you so much for taking the time on a Friday night to join us on Smoke Night Live, brother. It's been amazing. Hey, man, thank you for having me. You guys are great, and uh, I I look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Yes, we'll and, be there. Uh, we'll have a good time. I hope that you'll be there with Enrique again. We'll have some fun. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right. So hey, hey, guys, uh, Dojo. It's Friday night. Let's see some now playing. Remember, uh, every Friday night we do this. We have a good time. We hang out till all hours of the night. Let's see what you're smoking. See what you're drinking. Watch some hockey. Maybe. Watch some hockey. Maybe have a good time. Even though uh, Mike's Bruins are probably going to go down in this round, but no, I'm just kidding. Come Almost. on now. Ah, I'm sorry. Now uh, hang with us, Mike. Don't go away after the show, guys. Remember, we'll be back next Friday. Until then, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys on the dojo tonight. Hey, my friends. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you check out all the amazing features we offer at JRCigars.com. Join our JR Plus and get free shipping and exclusive offers for an entire year at one great price. Subscribe to our Cigar of the Month Club and we'll send you five premium cigars each month, plus a sixth one if you're a JR Plus member. Lastly, download our Beat the Dealer app or play the brand new desktop version featuring a brand new slot game. You can win cigars and other great prizes while also taking advantage of exclusive daily deals. Experience all this and more at JR Cigar, the world's largest cigar store, just a click away. Mm -hmm.